0: buddy, we're back at it, 20 episodes in, you know, I like to track where I was in the scheme of things with my life as a foodie with these landmark episodes, uh, I looked it up, I was one full year into the show before I hit my 20th episode, which was the, uh, the Jappa dog episode, <laughs> still one of my favorite hot dogs, by the way, this should tell you how long ago that was, the intro to that show was a clip of John McCain uh, while he was running for the GOP nomination for president and he had said uh, that if he was president he would veto these certain bills that came across his desk but instead of saying bills he said beers and he did it more than once so obviously Senator McCain needed a beer badly and uh, ah, who could blame him okay so my second COVID shot last Wednesday I slept like crap that night I woke up at about 3 30 and I never went back to sleep I uh, woke up feeling a little groggy um, and I just figured now nah, I didn't sleep very well but at around 10 or 11 that morning I started getting the chills and I felt like I had a fever so I figured oh, okay I'm having a mild reaction to the vaccine then I started having shortness of breath like I couldn't breathe in deeply and if I did I'd, I'd cough a lot so it was like a whooping cough That's when I realized, okay, I'm getting nailed by this thing. So my entire day was just kind of fucked up. So I got zero work done, hardly left the couch. Uh, I think the lack of sleep didn't help. Uh, I managed to uh, water my plants and made some dinner for myself, which felt like torture, you know, but I had to eat. I drank a ton of water, took melatonin around 7.30. And uh, I think I was asleep by 9 that night. I slept 11 hours. (laughs) I sweated out the fever. I woke up on Friday feeling 100%. So that was it for me. That was my experience from the uh, second dose of Pfizer. I thought my body would handle it better, but it it wasn't that bad. I'm just glad it's over. This idea that we have about getting herd immunity, uh, it's never going to happen. There are too many people who are unwilling to take the vaccine. And I don't think it's because they're scared of possible side effects or that there's a microchip in it. You know, these are grown adults and they've been through some shit. I think it's because they just don't want the government telling them what to do. I understand. I do. But, you know, maybe be a patriot. Do it for your fellow Americans. You know, you're not losing anything by being vaccinated. It's not going to cost you anything. Yeah, maybe you might feel like you have a cold for 24 hours. Small price to pay. But you want things to truly get back to normal, at least 80% normal? Get poked. We don't know what's next. You may as well be ready for it. Hey, when I was in my 20s, I was a bit punk rock. I didn't want anyone telling me what to do either. I'd spent my entire life having had people tell me what to do and doing what they told me. And then, you know, suddenly I feel like I'm an adult. So I had a license to rebel. But here's the difference. I was in my 20s. You're in your 50s and 60s now. It's not punk rock. Now it's you acting like uh, an insufferable little shit. So be an adult, man. Get the shot. I mean, look, we have more vaccines available now than the demand for vaccines. A year ago, did you think that was possible? Meanwhile, throughout Canada, they have to ration what they have. We've got a surplus. Why we can't just send them to Canada is beyond me. Now, Fauci's recommending loosening some of the safety guidelines, mask mandates for vaccinated people indoors, things like that. I have a friend who claims he got the Johnson & Johnson shot, said he never got the vaccination card, the CDC vaccination card that proves that you've been vaccinated. And I said, you got to go get that. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to have to show it to prove that he's vaccinated. You want to know what came out of his mouth? Am I kidding? I quote this. It's like having to carry papers in Nazi Germany. I looked at him like a dog who just heard something that confused him. Dude, you're comparing proof of vaccination against a virus that has killed well over a million people to being a hunted Jew in the days of Hitler. That's the craziest fucking thing that has ever crossed his lips. And this guy has said some crazy shit. But it's really bad in India now. Have you seen any of that coverage? Oh my God. They were building these giant log fires right out in the middle of the street and burning bodies in them. Sometimes three at a time. So sad to watch that. It got so bad, they had to stop these cremations because people were dying too fast. They just started lining bodies along the Ganges River. And what caused that sudden outbreak? You know, they were doing really well for a while. It turns out, most of the people who were dying were poor people. You know, wealthy people stayed indoors. Then numbers dropped, things got better, so... These rich people started going out more, mingling, hanging out, and then boom, these variant strains came in from England, and things got piss poor in a hurry. And I also read that the Prime Minister was holding these large rallies and told people not to worry about masking up. Sound familiar? (laughs) That's your recipe for COVID disaster right there. That country's in really bad shape. I mean really bad. That river. Jesus Christ, that water is nasty. People take baths in it, they wash their clothes in it, they drink from it. Now who knows if they're going to end up throwing those dead bodies in there. Disgusting. Ugh. All right, change the subject. DK Metcalf, this guy plays for the Seattle Seahawks. He participated in the 100-meter dash last weekend against some Olympic hopefuls in a qualifying match. And he placed last, but he was only off the leader by two-tenths of a second. Ordinarily, look, last place wouldn't be something you'd talk about. But you have to look at Metcalf. This guy's built for football. He's a big dude. He's carrying at least 20 or more pounds over these guys. He's a beast. So the fact that he was even that close is beyond impressive in my book. But the more important lesson here is understanding why... Uh, cyclists and runners have to be so careful about their weight that we get picked on for being too skinny. The reason why we're so weight conscious is because, you know, if we ever compete, even though it's for fun, we're not professionals, but we're after personal bests. We want to be as light as possible because it's like carrying a backpack full of rocks while you're running. Extra weight is bad when speed is the most important thing in your sport. I mean, look at Formula One. These cars might look like they weigh a shit ton, but the entire body of the car is made of carbon fiber, which weighs next to nothing. Of course, look, they they make these engines and the components as high performance as possible, so the cars just keep getting faster. But saving weight and being aerodynamic is super important. You know, if Metcalf was 20 pounds lighter, (laughs) he might have won the damn thing. Hats off to him, man. Okay, this is rich. I saw this post on Twitter. It was a screenshot from a pro life activist in a pro life activist group on Facebook, I think. It went like this. Uh, here let me read it. I talked a mom out of an abortion in February. Her baby is six months old now and was just removed from her family's custody by DCS. Unfortunately, It was probably a justified removal. But this family put me down as next preferred placement for the baby. Dude, me? No, 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 no. I do way too much work for this already. A six-month-old would break me, destroy my marriage and physical health. I just can't. If this isn't dripping with hypocrisy, I don't know what is. I ripped through that thread, waiting for someone to tell me this was a fake but it most certainly was real. I'm not excited about the idea of someone aborting a baby anytime. But if they're smart enough to know that it was an accident and that they're not fit to be a parent, let them do what they need to do. Her body, her future, her choice. And this isn't an isolated case. I don't know what DCS is. It's that Department of Child Services. Out here it's called CPS. Child Protective Services, I think. So now this bumbling fucking idiot who had to act so profound to this poor girl and convince her to keep the baby is faced with the reality of his or her stance, right? If life's so precious, raise the kid you fought for from the beginning. Yeah, parenting an infant will age the shit out of you, cost you a lot of money, a lot of sleep, and can put pressure on your marriage. That's why people have abortions when they have an accident like this. Shame on anybody who has unprotected sex without being married. Let's not let these people off the hook for that. Don't be dumb about it. But this just made my face hot when I read it. There used to be this anti-abortion group that would stand on the corner of this busy intersection in this town I used to live in. And they were connected to the, uh, this large local church over there. And uh, they'd have posters out the ass. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves the unborn. All lives are precious. And they all had the same stupid ass smiles on their faces. This glazed look in their eyes. Like they're part of a cult. You ever see video of the Manson girls when they were filmed on the streets or, or being interviewed back in the 60s and 70s? That same thousand yard stare and the constant smile tattoo on their faces. That's what these people look like. So just for fun, I flipped one of them off as I passed him and the smile never left his face. Fucking zombie. You know, these are the same types of people who will tell everyone else what to do, but won't get the vaccine because they don't want the government telling them what to do. So I can handle a lot of bullshit, but I draw the line at hypocrisy like that. I hope this stupid bitch, whoever it is, has to raise that kid. And should they say no thanks? Well, then it's time to hang up your cleats on that anti abortion thing you're so proud of. It's a joke. Oh, I have something else to share with you. And this might make your ears bleed a little, but it's hilarious because of how unself aware this influencer generation is. Hold on, let me get the files here. It's the, uh, yeah, the video, it kind of starts in the middle of something. So the context is gone. I'll fill that in before I play it. Okay, it's this couple in their 20s. They're a social media couple. uh, And they're a really nice house. Must come from money. Obviously, so they're shooting this thing for Facebook or something. So this couple are trying to adopt a baby from Thailand and were ready to sign the papers when the agency rep, who was facilitating the adoption, gave them an important piece of information that made them rethink the whole thing. She obviously talked about her... uh, social media influencer career, and how excited she was to show off the baby. All right, listen to this shit show.
1: So I asked her that, and she was like, well, yes, but also Thailand has a its own law that's unique to it. That um, after you are, you pick up your child and they're your child, you are not allowed to talk about them or share any images, photos, videos, anything about them online for a year. Yeah, and that. So. I mean, Nikki's got a YouTube channel, we share a whole lot. Wait, that's... hold on, hold on, hold on. When that hit, we literally were like. Yeah. What? Like, we literally were like.
0: Ugh, that voice. Makes me want to stuff some mashed potatoes in her mouth. (laughs) Could she be more pretentious and annoying? This couple's trying to adopt a kid, obviously for the sole purpose of it being like a prop for the social media channels that they have. Wait, what? What? Yeah, you can't post pictures of the kid online for a host of reasons. One of which I'll touch on in a minute because it's blatantly obvious to anybody who knows anything about how adoption works especially if it's a newborn infant they gave them a contract to read sounds like they didn't read it for one you know the history of child abuse and sex slavery involving children from Thailand that's what those rules are put in place for they're acting like they can't talk about the kid or take pictures of it of course you can you can talk about it take all the pictures you want you just can't share them online but that's the thing that's their life If it's not online, it didn't happen. You can share them with your family, your friends, have a baby shower and shit, whatever. But if online is out of the picture for this narcissistic couple, the bet is off. Also, and I have to say this, listen to this chick's voice. Does she sound like someone who would be okay with changing a shitty diaper that smells like death at two in the morning? Having this kid piss in her face on less than an hour's sleep?
1: I wait what (laughs) so we're like going around the house we're like trying to figure out how this could work like hashtag baby blur face like what are we gonna do
0: hashtag baby blur face are you out of your fucking mind how's this gonna work (laughs) you're gonna get used to being parents for a year before you start showing the kid off that's how it's gonna work because they know that that first year is gonna tear your lives the fuck up Parenting, it's the best and worst thing that can happen to you all at once. It's the most rewarding and hardest job there is. And it's obvious they're only interested in adopting a child so they can show the world what great people they are, adopted this unwanted foreign baby, show it off to the world, get sponsorship deals, basically pimp that kid out for ad revenue. It's comical, but it makes me sick. And notice how she doesn't let her husband talk. And when he does try to interject... He's got to apologize to her. She must be a real party to live with.
1: Dan's like, maybe we could deal with that for a year. And we're talking about it. And we're like, all right, let's pray about it. Let's sleep on it. And then let's see how we feel in the morning. Well, it's not just a rule that Thailand has. Sorry. It's not just a rule that Thailand has. Like, oh, you, you can't share anything or talk about your kid for a year. It's that the... Adoption is not finalized until a year later. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it's not finalized for a year for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're pretty sure that once you get a taste of what parenting's really like, you're more than likely going to give the kid back. If the temperature I'm getting from you is the same temperature that the agency rep probably got. Also, and this goes back to why you can't share pictures online. In most cases, in that first year, the law states that the mother of the child... Has a right to change her mind and keep her baby that's the risk and that's why you can't go broadcasting that shit online sorry to tell you that we prayed on it we slept on it sleep on this over here <laughs> my god when you prayed, did you tell God your intentions using this kid as a prop
1: uh, you know the kids are going to be living in our house for a year and it's not all that, that whole time not, not our, our kid. kid. So, yeah. not okay with that either. Yeah. So, so, we slept on it. I told a couple of people in my life, um like a couple close friends, my assistant Melissa because she's like super logical and um she responded being like, dude, like what if there's an accident or something? And a whole actually said to us like you need to take this policy really seriously because you could mess up Holt's relationship with Thailand and you could mess it mess up adoptions, future adoptions for families that are waiting in line in process with Thailand. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I like I almost snapchatted while I was signing an NDA once. Like I'm like, is this is gonna I'm gonna totally mess up.
0: She almost snapchatted while signing an NDA. <laughs> wow. Uh UAM's genius. So they didn't sign. They didn't adopt it. Thank God for that. Someone with pure intentions will adopt that baby and give it a good life. And to be honest, in that first year, you'd be so busy, you'd have zero time for a YouTube channel, Snapchat, all that crap. (laughs) She has an assistant. The fuck is that about? This is what's wrong with this new generation of narcissists. It's absolutely mind-blowing to me. What is their talent? I'm sorry to put you through all that. I just couldn't help myself from sharing. It was rich. Too easy to pick low-hanging fruit off of that. People think parenting is easy. It's not. Also, this is a very young couple. Good-looking couple. Early 20s. You two can't have a kid? Maybe try having your own baby. Oh, that might get in the way of your YouTube career. It's too much work. Maybe you're scared. Or, perhaps, it's because we all know why you're doing this. You basically want to buy a baby, get a lot of attention for it, make some money off of it, eventually give it back up for adoption once it starts to resent you, make your lives miserable. It's obviously, they're not ready. In hindsight, you know, hold off on the idea of having your own baby. Grow up a little first. Did you know there was talk of cancel culture hitting the Flintstones? I thought it was a joke. Apparently it's real me tv i think it's the network that runs it now they were forced to start putting disclaimers on a bunch of episodes that had objectionable content from another era in them (laughs) i actually went back and checked one out and it's it's stereotypical they pick out stereotypes you know asian stereotypes and but they make fun of them uh yeah so i understand but i think it's kind of ridiculous man it's a cartoon for christ's sake Can't cancel a cartoon from the 60s. And really, the Flintstones? I get it. In that era, my childhood, by the way, no offense taken. In that era, men worked and women stayed home and took care of the house, cooked dinner, and then they slept in separate beds. (laughs) That's how it worked. But I guess it went further than that. Uh, They eat brontosaurus burgers. That's meat. cruelty to animals. Hurts people's feelings when they see you eating meat. And I guess their pet Dino... Being used as a garbage disposal was also too offensive. Oh, and why didn't Barney and Betty have any kids? First of all, that's their business, if they don't want kids. I don't see you millennials fucking your brains out, pumping out babies. But my big point, have you seen Betty Rubble? You want to destroy a body like that? Making her go through childbirth? Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I think Fred Flintstone was the shit. Here's the, think about it, here's this big clumsy looking fat dude. Walks around all day basically in a dress. Bats way out of his league. Gets Wilma to marry him. Drives a car. Doesn't even have to put gas in it. You pedal it with your feet. The show runs a handful of seasons. Gets cancelled. He lives off the royalties. Gets a vitamin deal. Cereal deal. This ham-faced motherfucker set for life. You don't cancel a man like that. You give him Time Magazine's Man of the Year award. That's what you do. Oh, goal, you bunch of out-of-touch idiots. Cancel the Flintstones. If anything should be canceled, it's Snapchat. God only knows how much child porn has been harvested from that app. His kids are too easily duped by skeevy old men. Oof, Maron. I'm starting to sound like a, a grouch here. I'm sorry. I apologize. Maybe I'm in a mood. I don't know. You know who's in a mood lately? Israel. Man, those people can't stop fighting over there. You know how long this has been going on? I looked it up. 1948, this thing started. And they take these long breaks in between. You think everything's cool, but sooner or later someone starts talking shit and they get at it again. And now it's super bad. It's like the Hatfields and the McCoys over there. Then I saw that this Palestinian artist painted a mural of George Floyd in Gaza City. Apparently, some activists marched there last year. In solidarity with the uh, BLM marches here so that's worldwide folks the world's upside down right now (laughs) I don't remember when it was right side up hey so next week's show will be my last before I put it on a two-week hiatus and I'll be missing Memorial Day which I always try to celebrate I think it's important that we honor the fallen you know the heroes that gave their lives in battle while serving our country I don't know why we wait until the end of the the month to do it. I think we should celebrate them all month. Memorial month of May, you know. And people don't even get it. They see Memorial Day as a three-day weekend. The beginning of summer for a lot of people. Barbecues, picnics, go to the beach or the river. Very few actually stop to think about what that day is actually for. And the History Channel used to be really good about this. Back, we used to call it the Hitler Channel. Is all they ever did to, you know, they ran shows about Adolf Hitler. But back then, they'd show all kinds of cool documentaries with interviews and stuff that taught you what kind of sacrifice these guys made. And then on December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, they'd broadcast live from the uh, USS Arizona Memorial at Pearl Harbor, where the survivors would all show up and they'd throw flowers into the water to honor the men that were lost that are, you know, still in the water in the ship. But they stopped holding that service a while back. When the number of survivors dropped to below 10, and a lot of them couldn't travel anymore. So there's only three survivors left now. Hey, if you've never been to that memorial, you need to do it. If you're ever on Oahu, it was one of the most moving things for me to see. I think I've been to it twice now. You can still see oil rise to the surface that leaks from the bulkheads of the ship. The little oil slicks in the water. And there's all kinds of fish swimming all around the, the ship and it's really quiet, like you don't talk there. People don't speak, and if you do, you whisper. You want to honor the dead that remain in the ship. So it can be kind of eerie. I mean, it's a goddamn gravesite down there. Anyway, this Memorial Day, please do your best to at least remember why we all get the day off. Hey, it looks like theater reopenings are starting to generate some money. I hadn't checked in a while. But I saw that Godzilla vs. Kong is approaching 100 million at the box office. So that's a pretty good start. I started to watch that movie on HBO Max when they released it, only because it was in 4K and it looked sharp and I wanted to see what that was like. I lasted 10 minutes. It was dreadful. And now I canceled HBO about a week later. But maybe the movie business will start to see money again because there's like, I think the theater count was like 2,800 which is not where it was, but it's that's pretty substantial. But I looked at all the movies being released this year. Nothing looks good to me. I'm sure there's some in there that I'll like, but I really don't notice movies until they start to generate buzz. So I'll go to the theater probably one time this year. In October, I want to see uh, Daniel Craig's last Bond film. And I'm going to try to get a bunch of dudes together so we can all watch it and then go for beers and burgers afterward. That'd be a A good man outing, I think. Oh, one last thing. This came across the wire this morning. And uh, I just put a smile on my face. Ellen DeGeneres has announced she's leaving her talk show next year. Ratings have took a giant shit. And it's the last year of her contract, I guess, next year. I don't mean to sound mean about being happy about this. Because I don't watch the show. I'll just be happy not to have to see or hear about anything she does on the news anymore. She's not a very good person. In fact, she's a very shitty person. She's fake as fuck. And about six years ago, my late wife told me a story about how she and a friend of hers got tickets to her show. They were big fans. She said when the cameras weren't rolling, she was a royal bitch to everybody. Mean to her staff, yelled at people, just nasty. Audience members would like ask her questions and she'd snap at them. She wanted to walk out of there. She saw what a hypocritical piece of shit she was. The cameras turn on and she becomes this fun, caring, thoughtful person. But when they're not on, man, she's a vicious bitch. And that's not the type of person who deserves any kind of praise. I mean, the world is filled with people like this, unfortunately. Stories of her abusing staff. <laughs> the newsla- Remember last year? She was doing all kinds of damage control and then a bunch of people got fired. Once word got out, there was no coming back from it, man. I'm shocked she lasted this long. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening. Sorry if I was angry today. I don't know what the hell's gotten into me. Must be the heat. I'll see you guys next week. Take good care of yourselves. Cheers.